Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Piquito problemas, uh, you know, muy, um, I don't know, how you say, uh, uh, doctor uh, problemas, uh, but it's no problem. Oh, no problem, no problem. <laughs> Pepinos? Pepinos, yo soy una mujer. <laughs> negra. That's right. We are talking about the day of the dead today, Dia de los Muertos, and uh, this is off of my grandfather's uh, album called uh, Herb Larson, Larson Goes Latin. Wow. Yeah, this is the Cachita Merengue. Yes. Hell yeah, this makes me a little pep in my step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my grandpa. He's the saxophone player and he arranged the whole thing and he had like a whole Latin like band uh, with a full like, like an eight piece band. They have bongos, fucking everything. And uh, he would, whenever, because they ran the catering hall in New Jersey with uh, my Uncle Murray and my yeah. Uncle Albie. And they would, uh, whenever they would have, you know, like Mexican parties and mm-hmm. stuff like that, his Latin band would play. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when he had a different, his big band would play for like the Jewish families and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, this is back in the day before you could hire a DJ. Yeah, you exactly. Know, so you get a live band. So classy. You had to get a live band. Yeah, there's nine of these fuckers up there. Oh my god, I want like this makes you want martinis and canapes and dancing. Yeah, and uh, you know, in, in kosher uh, brisket. That's as well. right. <laughs> That's right. It's difficult to cook Mexican food in a kosher kitchen. But what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, so I've I've been loving this stuff. I've been rediscovering all of my uh, my grandpa Herb's albums, and uh, I figured you know why not kick our show off about our families and about uh, Mexican tradition of Dia de los Muertos with my grandfather's Latin song. I love Cachita this. Cachita Merengue. He has a full album that I don't think was ever released, but it lives in my Dropbox and barely works. But it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's nice and it makes me happy whenever I get to put it was on. Was he a happy man? Um, you know. You can go either way on that. He loved joking around. Yeah. But he was definitely a mean bastard, too. Oh. You know, but like, but he loved joking around. He was hilarious. Everyone loved him. Uh, the, uh, the, when the key, he used to come to, uh, my, baseball games and he used to always give my dad shit you know and he was and he was annoying and he was expensive to have around because he never had any of his own money and stuff and when my dad stopped picking him up for my little league games he literally would drive his motorized scooter over a over a full drawbridge for, for the inner intercoastal and then he would take it he'd ride in the battery and it would take exactly one full battery to get to the baseball field and then he would plug his uh, scooter into the uh, field lights and charge it during the game. What? And then drive it home later on. What? Yeah, because when him and my dad were fighting, he still 
had to come see the games. He loved you. Now, would he unplug a light? Like, would some light go poof and like go out? No, they all. Although those big lights back in the '90s, they all had like little, uh, little like just plugs on the bottom of them, and yeah. you could just plug it. And you could just plug it into. That's that. so funny. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, he was hilarious at the games too. He would always get like thrown out for heckling and shit. <laughs> Like he was like, hey, bada bada, swing, bada bada, hey, bada. You know, he's just, he was a he was a very offensive man, but uh, he's so hilarious, and a lot of my comedy definitely comes from. I him. love that. Now, what would you put on his altar? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, he was a saxophone player, so a saxophone would have to go on there. Yeah. Um, and I guess I would have to put like maybe a, a bagel. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think he'd be, be into that. He used to he loved stickers. He used to sell stickers like he's a. Uh, design, not design, but he would ha- he had a designer, and they used to make stickers for skateboard companies. What? And uh, he had all these skateboard stickers, and so I would put some stickers up there for him. Maybe some of the old ones that he used to sell. And he also he had lots of little uh, little little gimmicks he did. So he didn't mind the skateboarding youth. He was fine with that. Uh, he was selling stickers. To Is him. he the only old man that likes the skateboarders? I don't think he likes skateboarders, but he liked taking their money for stickers. <laughs> there you go. You know, smart man. <laughs> and he also sold um, gas station sandwiches. And, I uh, love gas station sandwiches. Give me a like yeah. pimento cheese, egg salad, tuna with the bread a little bit wet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he would pick me up early from uh, from uh, kindergarten, and we would go and we'd go hit all the gas stations in town and and fill the sandwiches back up, and we got to and then for all my hard work, we'd get to eat the old ones. <laughs> <laughs> He'd always be like, I'm going to take you on a picnic. I'm going to take you on a picnic. And then he'd just pull his car over to the side of the road and we'd eat old gas station sandwiches. And so, like, for years, that's what I thought a picnic was. And uh... <laughs> like, oh, no, it's, it should be romantic with, like, your wife and, like, some champagne. Yeah, we're going on a picnic. Hey, hey. <laughs> like old gas station sandwiches with your granddad. But that's very, like, Americana of you, Ed. Yeah, he was the musical director at the uh, the Clinton Manor uh catering hall that my family on uh, the Jewish side used to run uh, in Newark, New Jersey. And uh, it was uh, cool as hell, man. I also like to shout out my uh, my great grandma, Rosie. Uh, you she, knew your great grandma, Rosie? No, no, I didn't know her. Okay. Uh, but she's like a very powerful, you would love, I mean, like just, she was, she ran this catering hall in Newark back when like in the fifties and sixties, back when women didn't, run businesses you know like you know you you taught me this like women couldn't even have credit cards to the 70s you know she's running like a full business with like 100 employees wow you know and so like she was a bad motherfucker and And it's the 50s so you had to have weddings quinceaneras like parties weren't just done at someone's block party oh no you had to get a hall there was a there was a it was a full kosher kitchen catering hall uh, and it was gigantic, and they eventually moved um, to another town. I can't remember the name of the other town, but I got to see it before it got ripped out. Of course, kosher's hard to do. You got to keep the meat and cheese separated. Oh yeah, you got to use certain types no of dairy. knives. You know, yeah, no dairy at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you got to use certain uh, certain types of knives and. I don't know. There's lots of lots of rules that I never learned. She sounds like a badass. She really was. What was her name? A Rosie. My great my great grandma Rosie. Rosie. Remember you, Rosie can't, you gotta remember Schultz. their name. Rosie, yes, absolutely. Because we, you know, we learned that obviously from just life and uh, my one of my favorite movies, Coco. You were crying during Coco. Coco. I cried all Coco. I man, every time I watch Coco, I cry. I watched it last night just to prepare for this episode yeah. a little bit. And uh man, what, what an emotional, beautiful movie. And uh yeah, because you 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 know, as we know, you you die twice. You know, you die when you die. We talk about it a lot on the show because I, th- I think it's very important uh, because I love keeping uh, the memory of my friends and family alive. Uh, so you die twice. You die when you die, and then you die the last time anyone says your name. Wow, and that's why nobody ever has ghost visions where they're like in a toga. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's like Hector Vistos. Yeah, like no one. They and if it is, it's a famous ass ghost. Yeah, you know, like it's a you know the La Lorena lady or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. and someone and someone who's you know got you know infamous. Uh, but you know, have you ever celebrated uh, Dia de los Muertos at all? Um, no. It's the Day of the Dead is translated to, and it is, I, I've never like truly celebrated it, mm-hmm. but I'm fascinated by it because I'm obsessed with death. And, you know, at least that's what my therapist tells me. And <laughs> and so like, I, and I, but it's, what I love about it is 
it's not sad. It's No, it's a celebration of life. You're yeah. supposed to celebrate everything that they were. So today on this episode, we won't be going so much as like all the negative things they've done, mm-hmm. but like how your great grandmother built the you know, had the hall and yeah. like had this huge kosher kitchen. Yeah. Like all the wonderful things they did for people. Yeah. And I think that's the the best way to do it. And like, Lord knows, like, you know, I like I've, I've obviously I've lost both of my parents at this point and both of them have done shitty things to me. But anytime I, I have this like personal rule that I go by and anytime I remember something shitty, you know, cause it pops in your head. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. You know, those negative thoughts, they just, they, they fucking take over. And so you know, like, you remember like, Oh, like I remember this time my mom fucking hit me for no reason. With a cell, with a phone, I not mean, a cell phone with an old rotary phone. Right. Yeah. It, it was a wireless, but it wasn't a cell phone. And yes, you remember the details <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no. And there's, you know, there's other times too, but like, you know, like, but anytime you do that, you, I, I make it a rule as I remember three really nice things or okay. days, you know, and so it's always, uh, I feel like that's the way to to honor uh, the people you love that you've lost. That's great. So tell us three really nice things about your mom, Ed. Um, well, I mean, number one is she loved children and animals so much. Oh. Like, it was just like, it, it was like borderline annoying. You know, it was, if it, there was, if someone that she kind of knew had a kid, She'd knit them a full blanket. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, what? Yeah, no. It was, she was that. She's that kind of. She was that kind of person. She was so giving, um, almost to a detriment. You know, she was so good. I mean, I don't think anyone like, you know, I, I mean, you know, it's it's not a contest, you know, but uh, I don't think anyone uh, could love me as much as my mother loved me. Right. It was like the only thing that she had. I was like the only thing going on in her life. You know, yeah. for especially towards the end there. I mean, if we're talking about loving mothers, I think your mom wins. Yeah. <laughs> if we're doing a mother, loving mother competition, I think it's your mom, Ed. Yeah, well, you know, yes, of course. You know, we, we, and then uh, the third thing is, uh, I'm, uh, I don't know how to say this correctly. She's had like such positive energy. She was an incredibly negative person, but she used to, her job when she passed away was she was the activities director at a nursing home. And so she was able to like give all these people at the end of their life. Some joy. Some joy, some spunk. Some popsicle birdhouses. Yeah, playing games with them. You know, she'd have to throw dance parties and stuff. She'd have me like make like old school like big band mix cds and she'd bring them in and play and she'd make them all like waltz and stuff and like and she was just and she every time i came to town no matter how much i fought it she'd always make me go there and say hi to all of them and and talk to them and make their day and like you know like give the old ladies kisses on the cheek yeah and stuff like that i met your mom once i think at penn station she came in and she seemed, I think her blood sugar was dipping, but yeah. it was taken care of. But she just seemed like such a sweet, lovely woman, even when she, you know, at the moment, I don't think she was like the happiest when your blood sugar is dipping, but oh, she still just, seemed very positive. There's no, yeah, happy's got nothing to do with it. Your brain just starts fucking failing. Yeah. You know, and so it's just, you know, she, we, you know, that, that would happen to her anytime she, uh, she was very fragile diabetic. Uh, obviously, I made a whole movie about it. But the, uh, you know, you I'm know. sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. No, it's okay. No, no, I, I'm just talking. I'm just talking about it. Okay. And uh, there's gonna be a lot of things we don't want to talk about today because we're talking about dead people. But you're gonna, we're gonna work through it and we're gonna talk about the positives. Okay. But you know, it would drop. You know, like it would drop whenever she got excited. You know, like if me and Julie went back home. Uh, she would get like super excited and like her sugar would drop, you know, and stuff like that. And um, you know what? It, uh, one of the uh, the best ways, you know, because there's like senses and remembering people, you know, like uh, a smell, a smell like my mom used to always wear this perfume Mackie. And so like I one time I was at like a perfume store. And I was like, do you have any Mackie? And they had like one bottle left. I should have fucking bought it. Yeah. But they like sprayed it on a little sample thing and I smelled it and I like fucking Whoa. like started weeping. What if I went and broke in and sprayed it all over Julie's underwear? Would that make you upset? That would be upsetting. I wouldn't. <laughs> that's not where I want it. Like I remember my mom bought Julie a bottle of Mackie. Yeah. And then I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no. Julie's his wife, if anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. Yeah. I was like, we don't give her your scent. <laughs> you know, that is a different that's a different emotion. You know, like, I appreciate the thought. God, my and, brain is so dark sometimes when you're like, I would like to name one more thing about my mom about my mom. And I was like, Oh, that she made you come. <laughs> and I didn't say that. But you did. But I did. <laughs> 
<laughs> but let's go back to before we get uh, too deep into that. And I guess we're talking about my mom. I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll play. Um, I found uh, I found some old voicemails. Oh, wow. Uh, from my mom. Uh, I got two old voicemails. We'll play real quick. It's me. Tootsie went to the vet. I have to get her shots um, at the beginning of June, but it's just a fat issue. I had an eye doctor. I went to go see my eye doctor because I was seeing um, some kind of black spots in my eye, so he has to watch it. Anyway, just so they let you know what's going on. Bye. So, what's those black spots in her eyes? Uh, she had floaters. Oh, I get that. When I look at the sun, right? Yeah, but they're just like, no, but they're like uh, something that like, like little specks that yeah. float around your eyes and like they, they're just in there permanently. And <gasps> like, and like they're like, it'll put like a blurry spot in the middle of your vision and stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, but she got to fix with laser surgery. That's but th- I listened to that today and I was like, what the fuck? I thought Tootsie had a tumor. If I would have just went back through these voicemails, I would have known it was a fat sack. <laughs> you know? Because like, <laughs> he still has Tootsie. If you're just listening, yeah. Ed still has the dog Tootsie that was his mother's dog, and now you have it, and she looks incredible. Yeah, and that voicemail was probably from, like, you know, for, from, like, 2015 or whatever. Um, here's another one. This one's going to make me cry. Hi, Ed. It's Mom. I love you. Thank you so much for a beautiful Mother's Day. Thank you for everything yesterday. I love you very much. I made you cry. Take care. All right, bye. Oh my God, Eddie! <laughs> now a little devil music. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It's okay, tell us a couple jokes. <laughs> we wrote a couple jokes. Day of the Dead. I'm gonna be drinking so much you'll have to resurrect me tomorrow with a cup of coffee. Am I right? Yeah, Zingy just wrote that. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy. And starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, yeah. All right. Here's some Day of the Dead jokes. Uh, Sugar skulls. You mean like cocaine? All right. All right. Come on. Sit it right up in there. All right. Just that. Uh, the Day of the Dead is not just a horror movie, but actually a beautiful holiday celebrated in Mexican culture. It's like Cinco de Mayo for zombies. <laughs> uh, you died twice. Once when you actually die, and again the last time anyone says your name. So I'm pushing to have my name be what people say when they stub their toes. <laughs> Larson, that hurts. Larson, that hurts. <laughs> That's really funny. Or Ed Larson, that was a huge dump. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that reminds me of something of my father. He's passed away. Mm. He, Whenever he stubbed his toe, he would always say, God bless America. Because he never wanted to curse. We were a non-cursing household. Yeah, and yeah, no, you didn't want to take the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're talking about America. Yeah, God bless America. <laughs> so I still do that, you know? I think that's great. Uh, an ofrenda is an altar where you preserve the memory of the dead. And an ofenda is how you feel whenever you have to talk to your uncle who watches the OAN network. <laughs> <laughs> If you ain't offended, you ain't paying attention. <laughs> I will give it to them. Like the OAN, they know how to market. Because oh, I've absolutely. seen some of those shows or the Newsmax. It's just loud and yeah. bright and just like selling me buckets of food. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a fucking, it's a disaster. They know what there. they're doing. I refuse to watch. But um, 
So I wanted to talk about ofrendas, like in case, you know, obviously this comes out on the third and, you know, it's the first and the second and um, is the actual Day of the Dead, the Dio, Dia de los Muertos. And uh, so we were a little late, but if you want to make one late, I don't think, I think you can remember the dead any day you want. I think it's fine. Yeah, I yeah. think it's totally fine. But um, basically it's an altar. Um, and I'm pulling this shit straight from Wikipedia. Uh, it's a common format for the ofrenda contains three levels of tiers. Um, the topmost tier is like identities of the people, you know, like uh, their pictures and stuff like that. The people okay. you want to remember um, frequently with photos of the deceased, along with images of various saints or, you know, things they liked. If you're not religious, you don't have to do all the God stuff. You know, you don't have to put. The mar- it's you know it's oh, all for us. Dallas Dallas Muertos. I think it's a mix of like pagan religions and Catholicism. Yes, Mexico is very Catholic. Place, yes, you know, and so there's lots of Virgin Mary statues and you know rosary beads and stuff like that. But uh, you know, if you're not into that shit, you know, you put the things that those people were into. And like, you know what? If I built one, you know, for my mom. I probably would put a cross, even yeah. though I don't give a shit. She did, yeah. And so, you know, I, you know, I think that's the way, kind of way you do it. And, but it's you have the picture of them, and then you put things they loved, and then you got um, the those uh, those orange flowers, the, oh, the marigolds. marigolds. Yeah. yeah, you put those everywhere. Do you know they're natural pesticides? Really? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Okay, I shouldn't have asked that. I should have just let you go with it, because I never know the details past the fucking statement I say. Well, this is somebody who wrote it on a comment on YouTube, so it's got to be fact. Uh, Marigolds are not just flowers of the dead. Marigolds are known for natural pesticides. Many people plant them around their crops, not only keep away the bugs, but anything that might be harmful to their food, but also because they are amazing and attracting pollinators for the crops. Because of that, it is believed that putting marigolds on your Ofrenda will ward away any bad spirits or negative feelings while attracting your loved ones to your altar. And keep the bugs away from the food. That's right, because you got to put some food out. Yeah, you got to put the, you put out their favorite food. That's a, that's on the second level. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of like you know bananas, apples, whatever the fuck they like. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then on the on the bottom level is gas station sandwiches. Would you put that on your granddad's? Thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go get a gas station sandwich. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Um, for deceased adults, the ofrenda might include a bottle of, uh, or a poured shot of tequila or mezcal. While the, if the deceased was a child, their favorite toy might be placed there. Um, the bottommost tier uh, also contains lick candles and have a wash basin, mirror, soap, and a towel so that the spirit of the deceased can see and refresh themselves upon the re- arrival to the altar. Um, throughout the altar are placed calaveras, decorated candied skulls um, from compressed sugar, and bright orange and yellow marigolds, of course, which is the Aztec flower of the dead. Um, and they're beautiful. Yeah. I love looking at it. Every time I see one, I just I'll stare at it just for like, 30 minutes because it also is the purpose of the whole fucking thing you know it's they're putting their pictures up there and they want you to remember them and so you you, it's respectful to sit there look take it in and try to figure out who that person might have been and find the best version of them i Uh, love that yeah i have a couple you have more facts No, no i have more facts um let me see the monarch butterfly do you know that, I love those things. I love this. So they're, they believe that the monarch butterfly carries the souls of mm-hmm. the people back. And do you know that November 1st is the end of the monarch butterfly migration back to Mexico? Really? And it's also um, all, all Souls Day. Yeah. Or no, it's All Saints Day. Something. No, one, it's one's, one's one and one's the other. One's All Souls Day one's All Saints Day. I think All Saints Day is the first. This is a Google away, but I'm still going to sit here and just point my finger at I know, you I'm, until I'm I figure it right out. I'm looking right in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was wondering why they use paper, and it's because they, they were using paper even back in Aztec times, because mm-hmm. they used paper from, like, wood bark. Yeah. And, um, like, more crude versions of paper. And uh, it's to, like, talk about the fragility of life. Yeah. Because life is very fucking fragile. And I mean, stub your toe, you'll figure it out. God bless Mexico. All right. Ed Larson. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, but yeah, no, I I I'm all about this, you know, and I feel so ignorant that I only kind of knew what it was, and you know, because people like also like people paint their faces like skulls and yeah. and stuff like that, and so I remember my first the first time I saw anything about. Dia de los Muertos was in the movie Assassins, where there's like a shootout in the middle of a uh, middle of it, and I was like, "Oh, how scary!" Yeah, you know, like oh, this crazy, scary Mexican place with all these skulls. I was a child, yeah, you know, but like it was just like one of those things where it's like now that I'm like older, I realize that the skulls are beautiful and the skulls are like not just art but emotion, you know, and memories. And so it's I think that uh, now that it's like it's it's changed. It, you know how I feel completely. Change your point of view. And I and I can't believe that it took fucking Coco for me to figure all this <laughs> shit out. You know, but you know the fact is that I did, and now it, I love making it a part of my life. I love at home. I have my big family wall that I put up pictures of all my friends and family, mm-hmm. and like, and I just I, I just added a picture of you and me, by the way. Oh, what, you did? Yes, yeah. Thank from you. My... Hopefully, not on the altar of death. No, well, it's not an altar of death. It's like <laughs> it's, it's everyone I love. Okay, like, okay. In, in one place. Well, thank you, Adam. And, I feel so like nice. Yeah, yeah. And there's a. It, it was the one from uh, the smokehouse on my birthday. I have that one too. Yeah, but you have black and white, and I have color. I believe. Perfect. Yes, I wanted to be slightly different. Do you know what a word that I found out the other night on my TikTok? algorithms. I was looking at paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. Necromania. Ooh, what's that? So it's where you can talk to the dead. Mm. And some people, it seems like more of this culture is like talking to the dead, have a, a connection to the dead. There's so much you can learn from spirits. Yeah. And then there's another side that says, do not talk to the dead. They are evil demons and they're going to come get you. Yeah. So that's probably why a lot of people don't celebrate this holiday and they get kind of freaked out because they're on the other side of that where they say, no, those are demons and devils. Yeah. It's interesting. It's like a medium kind of. It's a medium. And in fact, like all of the um, like the YouTube searches, because, you know, there's comment section under the Mm -hmm. under the video. There's people even commenting, do not communicate with the dead. Do not do that. Like, this is evil. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's evil. Sometimes it's nice. You never know. know. It depends on who you're talking to. My friend, Mateo, he -hmm. has an aunt that would communicate with the dead, and she would pray. She's very, very devoutly Catholic, Italian. And she would pray for at least an hour before communicating. And he said, why do you do that? And she said, sometimes people tell you that they are your relatives, but they are not who they say they are. Yeah. They're just lying to you. Interesting. That's why I don't go on the Ouija board. Yeah, fuck a Ouija board. No, never. It's so stupid. How do the Parker brothers fucking make money off of all this Spooky shit? Spooky shit. You know, it's just like, it's, it's, first of all, fuck them for playing our emotions. I mean, and, yeah. you know, it's like, and it's like, it's the same price as a normal board game. But it's just a board and a piece of class plastic with a hole in it. You That's the only thing. There's no instructions. <laughs> you know, it's not like this is how you talk to the dead. You know, yeah. it's just like it's fucking. It's the easiest. They making so much money over off of these goddamn Ouija Monopoly. boards. Yeah, and they're selling them in toy stores. Really? Yeah. That's satanic, Eddie. It is. Say, well, I like that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I still use that in, from my Christian upbringing because I was raised very, very conservative Southern Baptist. Yeah. Uh, not, that's not Catholic. It's like of a different branch, but you don't go messing around with this kind of stuff. Oh no, certainly not. And you know, it's weird. The Catholics are, it's so. The Catholics have more communication with the dead than we do. Yeah. It's very macabre. The, yeah. the Catholic religion It's very, you know, it's very, they like to pretend like it's not, but it's all about the fucking dead. Right. It's all about talking to fucking ghosts and like eating Christ and shit like that. You know? like. <laughs> yeah. I never had a communion growing up and then someone told me about it and I was like, what? Yeah. It's like, we eat him? What are you talking yeah, about? A bunch of cannibals? I mean, I had a preacher that would just be like, you bet women better shut up and put out. You know? You know well, I guess, you know, eat Christ. It's I'd rather better. eat Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez Louise. You couldn't pay me to sit in that pulpit again. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to talk about maybe now we can go into some of the people that may uh, sit on our ofrendas. Um, if that's all right with you, keep moving. Hopefully I won't fucking make you cry again. But um, I got uh, I got this beautiful ear maybe for this. This will bring, bring your spirits up a little bit. Little, this is my grandfather, his version of Blue Skies. You know, and if yeah. Oh, this is haunting. Yeah. But I, you never hear it, it on saxophone. No, I yeah. love it. He was unbelievable. I, you know, I was supposed to get his saxophone, but uh, 
his wife uh, sold it. What? Yeah. Well, you know, we're supposed to stay positive. Talk about my grandfather. Three positive. I got nothing nice to say about that bitch. But uh, she she is dead. Uh, (laughs) uh, My grandfather, three nice things. Uh, He gave me a Nolan Ryan signed baseball for my birthday one year. Uh I remember he was just like, he was like, Eddie, who's the greatest baseball player of all time? And I was like, Ted Williams? And he was like, great answer. Yeah, I got you a Nolan Ryan baseball. (laughs) 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 And uh, he used to, I mean, he loved... Oh, was, is it sorry? Is this the guy that you got beat up and he's like, you got to go in tomorrow and you got to beat the, beat him up? Yes, I was just going to tell that story. He taught me how to stick up for myself. Uh, I got punched in the face in summer camp and and then I came home. He's like, do you know how fucking big you are? You know, and he's like, you got two friends with you at all time, Mister Lefty and Mister Righty. All right. Yeah. There <laughs> he's you like, go. you and your friends, you go give that guy. <laughs> and um, he was he was a. Uh, and honestly, this story was so... So we used to always take him out to dinner all the time, you know? And uh, my dad would have to pay for it, you know, because my dad was the only one of all of us that made any money. And and he lived next to... He lived in this, like, high-rise on the water. And right next to him was, like, an NBC Suites hotel. And then one day he's like, I'm going to take all of you out for dinner. And I was like, all right. We're, we're you know, we're, we're, like, my dad's like, where are you going? Where are we going? He's like, next door at NBC Suites. So like, all right. We show up. He's like, it's got to be from six to seven. And we're like, all right, six to seven, whatever. Sure. Yeah, sure. And we get there, and he just brings us over to the the hors d'oeuvre platter that they have every Friday. <laughs> and he's just like, and then he just like puts his hands out like he just did us the biggest favor in the world. <laughs> and it was like, oh, and my dad's like, all right, well, table for four, please. And <laughs> So how did he raise your father then? I guess if your dad was raised with no money, do you think that's why? Well, my dad, dad was raised with money. My grandfather lost his money oh, when he was older. They were pretty well off, you know, with the Clinton Manor and all that stuff. Yeah. But my grandfather lost all of his money late at life. His uh, his second wife Barbara wasn't great, but like also the uh, uh, he had bought a bunch of race horses and and they all were failures. No. Yeah, I think he bought ten horses and, ten. They, won, and they won a combined one race, and so uh, it was a disaster. And I just grew up with the track for a couple of years. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, no, but that, you know, so. He, wow, what a bad investment. Yeah, it was a horrible. Horses are so expensive. <laughs> for a horse is, race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stick with a kosher deli. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you had, you had such a good thing going. Or the music, anything. You know, it's just like, <laughs> the stickers, even, you know. <laughs> um, do you, at the risk of uh, making you uh, upset again, uh, um, would you? Would it be cool? I found a really fun roundtable clip. Okay. Um, it has my mom and Kevin in it. Oh wow! And the wonderful Christy Cello, who is very much alive, and yeah. you should go well check out her album, whatever that is. Uh, but yeah, check this out. This is about. This is like a minute and a half. First, we have a prayer from Christy Cello and my mother. <laughs> Take it away, ladies. Okay. Um, let's all bow our heads. Let us pray. Dear God, we want to thank you for this lovely day in which we celebrate our mothers. You want to take it from here? And God bless everybody from Mother Dearest Kathy, Eddie's mom. Beautiful prayer. And that's yeah, that was all nice. of our prayers should have been forever, the whole time. <laughs> all this hail Satan stuff y'all doing. It's not right, man. We record on Sunday. We're not, they're not here. We love yeah, Jesus. Yeah, we don't, we're saying. not yeah, the Jesus Satan. number this one. This is the way the podcast should have been. Turn Turn it it on. Henry, you're the Satan. They're people. the Satan people. You know, We're Jesus number one. All these Sundays, we come here at 636, whatever it is, every Sunday, and there's night service. Man, I could be in church, so we should just be preaching to these people. I went, I went with Lexi to Easter service. Take take Today? 30 seconds for God. Oh, that's a lot of pressure right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tell God everything you ever wanted to God? see, God. My favorite thing about God? Yeah. The way he lets me shine, man. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Praise his name, man. Ew, don't. <laughs> I love Kevin Barnett. <laughs> he was the best. Do you know what? Because I used to be so poor in New York City. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's all these trust fund kids everywhere. And one time I came into the creek and I had a potato. I had a baked potato. I had it wrapped in tinfoil. Yeah. And I just ate it. I ate it like an apple. I didn't have butter. 
Nothing. <laughs> I think I had like a little iodized salt packet. You know, you get it like a little restaurant or something. Yeah. And he was just like talking to me. He's like, no, I get it. He's like, I get it. He didn't make, he was the only person to not make fun of me. Everybody, all the other like fucking UCB kids. Oh, yeah. well, Kevin, you know, he, he wasn't, he was not wealthy when I met him. And we used to have, he taught me a very valuable lesson because we used to have, go to bar shows all the time. Yeah. You know, when you go to the bars and it's like $6 a beer. I can't pay my rent. I can't buy these fucking beers. So what we would do is we would go and we would look at the beer options mm. and we'd buy a beer and like say it was like a Budweiser can. And we'd be like, all right. And we'd drink the beer and then we would go to the corner store and buy a six pack of whatever that was. Smart. And then sneak it back into the bar and just drink out of our backpacks for the rest of the night. So smart. Yeah. And just be there and then get to hang out with everyone and not have to go home because you're out of money. <laughs> and you don't have to tip. I mean, no. not to, please tip your bartenders, but if you're not buying drinks with them, you don't have to tip. Them. And I know you could be listening and say, why are these fools out at bars? Being at bars in your early 20s as a comedian is how you make contacts. If I never did that, I wouldn't be where I am today, no. which is crazy to it's, say. Yes. And now, like, that's like, and I don't want to impede alcoholism. Like, please take care of yourself. But you don't have to drink. Y- yeah, Mike I, Lawrence didn't drink. True. You know, but just to hang out, talk to people, do jokes, bits, like run stuff with each other bond yeah we need to be hanging out late at night yeah i think one of the things that why i love our show that we do together the brighter side um that you're listening to right now back home is that after the shows uh amber and i usually you know sit outside for like an hour and like talk and like you know and i think that's so important i think a lot of people who work together creatively do the job and then just go home. I feel like you got to do the job and then you got to hang out for an hour. I like to unwind. Yeah, you got to unwind. And that's also when you get to know people. That's when the best jokes come out and that's yeah. when the good ideas come and stuff like that. That's where this the idea for this episode came. I think we were like, a, like yeah, after a show. Yeah, we were hanging out in the backyard and it was, oh God, we record on Tuesdays. And now that I do last stream every Tuesday at eight, it's like it's fucking with our hangs. So I got to figure something we out. We can do another day. I know. I don't have a husband or a kid. I, can, I really can do whatever. Okay, we'll think about it. We'll talk to Ryan. He's over here. Maybe hey, we'll, Ryan. maybe we'll flip our schedules around. We just feel we just we got we locked down November, but we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll figure December. it out. Yeah. Um, Are you recording tonight? Uh, no, we're taking Halloween off. Wow. Yeah. Then we're gonna go to Henry's backyard and watch some horror movies. Whatever that sick fuck picked out. Remember, it had, did you see Mad God? Were you there the day, night we watched Mad God? No, I've never seen it. So Mad God, if you haven't heard of it, it's phenomenal. Some guy, I forget his name, but he, he's done all of the like, the stop motion stuff and oh and yes yes I know what it is. Yeah, he did. He worked on Star Wars. Yes, and, all, and Alien and it's like and all a thirty year yeah. project he got done. Apparently, he smells like a corpse. Like all he does is like does these little stop motion I mean, when dolls you're, all when day. You're touching clay all day. You're not gonna smell good. No, he's not gonna smell good. But the movie <laughs> itself is just so incredibly visceral. It's like this guy's hell is on earth, and he has to go fight God. And I'm very it, excited to see it. God, I, I saw the preview, and it's fucking cool. Without cool giving it hell. away, like here's an example. There's these giants. Being electrocuted, just shitting in buckets. Yeah. And it's just just the the sound. It feels like you can smell it. Yeah. Even though there's no smell of vision, it's so disgusting. Dookie Buckets over yeah. here. <laughs> That's my new nickname. Dookie Buckets? Yeah. God bless Dookie Buckets. <laughs> Dookie Buckets. Oh, man. Now they're always going to remember the wrong name. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So I got a list of people that I, that I have on my uh, ofrenda. Um, you, you, who um, who do you got on yours? I mean, because you you are you you said that earlier that you're not extremely close with your extended family. No, and I think a reason why I'm I do 
um, entertainment. And I reason why I journal a lot because I found I still have journals from ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I keep them in this giant, like huge book bag, and I'll, I'll lug them with me to the day I die. And I take a lot of pictures is because um, I was raised away from my family and even my immediate family I'm not close to at all Mm -hmm. um and I just want to have some memory of the past I spoke to people in my family and I say tell me stories I didn't even see a picture of my grandfather until today Ed what yeah you never in your whole life you never saw a picture of him never saw a picture of my granddad and what happened your mom sent it to you yeah my aunt sent it to me. Your aunt sent it to you? Yeah. What do you look like? I'll show it to you. Show it to me. Show it to me. And was he alive when you were alive? No. No. I only had two grandparents that were alive when I was alive. Two of them. My, my dad's mom and my mom's dad passed away before I was born. So my dad is on the this right here, and there's my Strapping. Granddad. Yeah. Pretty, you know, very attractive. I would say they're pretty attractive. Wow. No, he's built like a brick shit house. My too. dad was a linebacker in Mississippi State. Oh, and your grandfather. Ooh, he looks tough too. He, yeah. Well, that's yeah. a fat tie. Yeah. I love I love the fat ties. They don't have them anymore. Like like it's like a five inch wide tie. I think those are smart. I yeah. like those. Is that that's not you? That's your mom? On no, his lap? that's uh, my, my no. grandmother. Who's on his lap? Who's the kid? That's my aunt May May. Whoa! Wild. My, my grandmother. She's passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosie, oh. I think. Lots of Rosies back then. Ro- is that her name? Give my love to Rose. Sorry, no, it's um Janelle Jan- Juanita. Juanita. It's Juanita. Mm-hmm. She was apparently a great cook. I, of course, didn't know her. Yeah. Um, but she taught my mom how to cook, even though like she was not my mom's mom. Mm-hmm. But she taught really my mom how to cook, and uh, my mom's like the best cook in the whole family. She can like. The best seafood gumbo I've ever had. Yeah, it's your mom. Yeah, so I'd say definitely on Juanita's altar. Yeah. Seafood gumbo. Ooh, yes. Man, oh, mm. you might want to just, but how do you do that? Like, you know, that's my thing. You put all their favorite foods. Like, how do you put gumbo out? Do you just like put out a cup and then replace it, take it out, like pretend like they ate it and I just guess. put another one the next day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like Something a little like bitty that. cup. Yeah, right that's, but that's what the, uh, what the marigolds are for. Yeah. Yeah, scare away the buggies. That's right. Man, my mom was a good ass cook. She taught me how to be a good cook. That was nice. You never did you ever do dinner with us? No, because you only hung out with her at the you never came to, out for Thanksgiving or anything. Out. I uh, need to learn I also need to learn how to start being closer to people. Mm-hmm. Um I think I have a big like a lot of walls yeah. around me and I tend to kind of push people away. We're a very independent family. Mm-hmm. And I ask my mom about her side and she tells me nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, I never saw a picture of my grandfather. That's on my dad's side. Yeah. But I don't know anything about my grandmother, my granddad. That's so their crazy. family. I know nothing. You know, our parents I feel like that's something that like our parents' generation did to a lot of us. And I wouldn't know anyone in my family if I because my dad and uh my mom, not as much, but she was definitely involved. But my dad just like removed us from the family. I didn't know Jeff until yeah. I was in my twenties and moved to New York and found him on MySpace. You know, like I didn't know anybody. And then once I found Jeff, he introduced me to the rest of the family. Oh, that's nice. And yeah. now you're gonna go hang out with the rest of them, right? Yeah, they're all gonna come see Jeff's one man show uh this weekend. If you're in New York City, I'll be Whoa. I'll be in New York City, uh part of the New York Comedy Festival. I'm opening up for Jeff Ross solo show, Ticket Banana for the Ride. That's about his grandfather on his mom's side. And they talk about our family a lot and our entire family's coming in from New Jersey uh for it on the on that side. There's uh we have uh, sixteen comps. And uh, that's hard to convince the festival. (laughs) (laughs) But that's good. I love people with that big families. Yeah. There's like 30 of those fuckers over there. It's really really cool. I I mean, it's, you know, and and getting to know them these last like 12 years or whatever has been just amazing. I feel so close to them. We go on vacation together, you know, like it's like, it's like the craziest thing. And it's just like. You know, and you realize, like, oh, my dad was the fucking problem. You know, it's like it's like when it's one person versus thirty, it's the one person's problem, right? You know, like it's just that's how it always. Did he just want to take you guys down to Florida because I don't know what his deal was. Like he just like, and then him. Florida seems like you can like get away with more business. Yeah, well, he got a job down there. Yeah, you know, but he ended up fucking that guy over too. But that you know, all right. So nice things. Three nice things about my dad. (laughs) Um, uh, I love. We used to watch. uh, We used to watch. uh, uh, all this great television together uh, on the uh, 
in the in on Sunday nights. Um, you, we had American Gladiators and Living Color, Married with Children, Simpsons. It was great. Those are great. Um, and then uh, we went to the movies a lot, and he taught me a lot about comedy. Um, he, definitely joke structure. Uh, he wasn't a comedian himself, but he understood it. You know, and he was a very funny person. And one day when I was sick and I had to stay home from school and both of my parents had to work full-time jobs so they couldn't stay home with me, I was like nine years old. My dad's like, all right. And he just went out to the video store, West Coast Video, and uh, he rented uh, Blazing Saddles, uh, a, a Young Frankenstein in the airplane. And he's like, all right, sit in front of the TV. I'll be back in six hours, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And I did. I was glued and I was like, holy shit, that was fucking amazing. Speaking of which, since we're talking about my dad a little bit, yeah. I have um I went and interviewed him for my movie, uh, How America Killed My Mother. Uh, if you want to check that out, it's at howamericakillmymother.com. But uh I have um an excerpt from the um the interview. It's probably like two minutes long. Would you would you mind if I played it? Sure. Oh, and here's I found a picture of my grandmother on my mom's side. So this is my mom's mom. Oh. It's the only picture I have of her. Oh, she looks sweet. She apparently wasn't. Well, she's smiling here. She had a lobotomy. Well, <laughs> that'll do it. That'll... All right, let's listen to your dad. Oh, <laughs> um, to set this up a little bit, obviously, uh, my mom had, uh, you know, along with her diabetes, uh, she had a, a gambling problem that we were facing and had to deal with all the time. And, and this is uh, me uh, talking to my dad a little bit about that. No interest in gambling. And I only wish that uh, uh, Kathy, your mother, took the same attitude I did. I just... Yeah. Uh, but as far as her gambling problem, I, I take full responsibility for it. I put her into that. Probably because, of, again, my actions, my way of life, mm. um, which really wasn't hers. Yeah. I found this book... We don't have to go through and read it now, but I just wanted to show it to you. I was so, she would start, I made her start going to GA, Gambling Addiction, and it's a little workbook. Anonymous. And in here, there was one thing she wrote about you that I found interesting, was that you kept telling her that she was lucky. And like, and then uh, when we drop her off at bingo, but I remember those bingo nights, some of the best times of our relationship. I talking about this. You know, we'd watch a lot of American gladiators and eat pizza and Chinese food and have a great time and play catch and stuff like that. But she said she said that you kept telling her that she was lucky. And that kind of like and then she would catch on and she'd win big. And then I don't know, it kind of stuck with her, I guess. I don't know if it was it was a compliment that later turned into a There is no luck in gambling, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Um you know the only luck in gambling, if you walk in, put money down, win, and walk out. Yeah. The problem with gambling and that I never learned until late in life is the longer you stay there, mm -hmm. the odds all drop against you and you can't win. You absolutely can't win. Yeah. And your mother proved that. She walks in, wins $20,000, and had she stopped then, she would have been a winner ahead. Yeah. But she didn't. She kept going on and on and on. And again, that was my characteristic. That was my way of doing things. Yeah. And again, with the life I was leading, with the women, with the gambling, with the liquor, with the traveling, with the thinking I'm, you know, God's gift to the world, um, it created a bad effect it had on her and I think on you to some degree. Yeah. Which is, again, what I apologize for because I know and I understand what I did. Yeah. Will it happen again? No. Am I happy to have you back and my family? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm ecstatic. Uh, am I happy about Julie? I'm ecstatic. She's a great woman. Um, you have and we have the makings of, I think, a pretty strong relationship now. And, and that thrills me. I don't know how many years of life I have left. Yeah. I have a lot of things wrong with me, mm. but I am going to make every day count. I will walk again. And just to have all of this in my life again is important. Am I sorry? Would I do it all over again? You bet I would. But it now is now and then was then. Yeah. 
you do it all. You do it all again. I mean, you just said you would. I mean, no, I would not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say well, what, I, what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> life was then, and now is now. Yeah, I thought differently then. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I know where I went wrong, but now I'm I'm in a much much better place. All right, enough of the gambling stuff. You know, it was wow. It was really nice to hear him you know you know apologize and he did walk again after yeah. that you know he, at that point he had one leg mm-hmm. and he ended up getting a uh a, 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 a false leg and he was able to walk with that and at one point he had two false legs and uh but he, he, the problem was he fell and you know again and that was i'm and, sorry yeah but, but yeah no but it was uh but your dad seems very like emotionally mature to he, he became that things. he became that yeah no, and it's like, like it's one of those things where you have to have your life taken from you, yeah, and be humbled, and then you have to like find a new life, and then hopefully try to like fix some of the problems you had in your past. And he was able to do that before he passed away. And honestly, like I had every right in the world to never forgive him or like you know be buddies with him again, you know. But I uh, I I did forgive him, and I stand by it you know i feel like it was more for me than it was for him you know because if i never made things right before he passed like that would lay over me like till i died obviously if like someone out there is like a very abusive father like my dad was like more of you know he, he like you know he was a little dishonest you know like but like you know, if you like, I not everyone's father is a good person, and not everyone should make up with their father or put themselves in a situation where you're surrounded by trauma again. But I was able to put that stuff aside personally, and reconciling with him was fucking great. And now I got my uh, stepbrother Hector and my stepmother Sandra, and I love Sandra. Oh my god, is she? She's from Peru, right? Yeah, she, she's from Peru. She's unbelievable. She went to fucking Burning Man. What? She's just like this little old Peruvian school librarian on an Indian reservation. And she went to Burning Man by herself and she just started sending us pictures from the mud. You know, because like this year was a fucking disaster. She went this year? Yeah, she went this year. Did she just walk out unscathed? Is she? Oh, yeah, no, perfectly fine. She, like, of course she's yeah, fine. Yeah, she's yeah, a yeah, Peruvian she like, woman. She had a great time. I'm sure she was like cooking for people and shit. Yeah, you know, I like... had a great time. <laughs> I left. Sorry, you guys are stuck in the mud. Gotta go. I know how to pull myself out of the mud because I'm from Peru. Bye. <laughs> but yeah no so it's uh it's weird like my dad like we had such a horrible relationship for 15 years maybe even a little more and then um to be able to fix it for the last like four or five was i think uh um, unbelievable yeah and you're right that would have like been over your head forever yeah yeah it, it's it was it's weird yeah, it would have been uh it would have been something I, I dealt with emotionally, but now I can I can be at peace with yeah. all of that stuff. And uh, well, I'm thank, glad you did that, Ed. Yeah, me too. And I, I encourage everyone else to do that as well. You don't got to be best friends. No, I still was like closer to his sister than I was to him. You know, when he was still alive. You know, but you know, it's good to you know shout out Aunt Donna. I love you. Um, but like you know, it, it's good to have that peace. It's it's very important. And uh, I wish that. He would have been able to find that with the rest of the family, but he wasn't. And that's that's you know that is what it is. Um, and you know this, I wanted to talk about a couple other people. I had some interesting uh, people that have lost, like my new family, uh, Julie's family. Uh, we recently lost uh, her great uncle, um, Father Bob. And usually, you know, no one talks about like the, when their great uncle dies, you know, but. Father Bob was like the patriarch of the family. He was a priest, right? He was a priest for many years. But he was a good guy. He was great. Um, you know me. I fucking can't stand priests. You yeah. know, like <laughs> spank him. You know, like spank him. But uh, he was unbelievable. He was such a good guy. He really, honestly tried to help the community. We definitely didn't agree on everything, obviously. You know, he was a priest. You know, but he was, you know, a troubled youth. Uh, ended up uh, started preaching and then like um, started priesting in jails. Like he would go and like hang out, you know, with all the inmates and like give them service and like because no wow. one else would and stuff like that. And people deserve like to hear. And they deserve to like have like be appreciated. Yeah, and it's like if anyone's got sins to fucking confess, it's the people in prison. Yeah. You know, and so he's uh, he was a great guy for that, and I I I, I loved him, and he was a uh, you know was I, I I never thought. 
in all of my years, I could say that I loved a priest and he, and like, we got along. I talked to him. Like it was like, it was like we knew each other our whole lives. I mean, if every single priest was a bad person, do you think Christianity would be as big as it is? Yes. No, like I know. Yeah, every yeah, yeah. single Christian Catholic was a bad guy, it wouldn't get off the ground. Honestly, I bet it's like it's like ten percent that are demons, and you know, and the rest of them, you know, it's like it's like a it's like good cops, bad cops type of thing, where you know, like people can, you know, like you know, it's they they turn away. That's what makes them bad is they let the bad guys get away with shit. You know, and if you're honestly a good guy in this situation and you say something, usually you're fired. Yeah. And, or if you're Which is bad or if you're a police officer, you get fucking your ass kicked. Yeah. You know? There's literally gangs. There's cop gangs and yeah. they will beat you up yeah. if you're like, hey, guys, stop doing this. And also one thing I learned when I was working with the police um, was that the bad cops um, don't do anything wrong in front of the good cops. And so the good cops don't have any way of. Proving stuff. Proving shit that they did. And so. Very insidious. Yeah. And so it's a. Uh, but we're not talking about cops. We're, we're talking not about talking family. About, we're talking about family. And you know what? And, and friends as well. Um, I, I lost I lost some friends um, early on in my life. Other than, you know, obviously we talked about Kevin. But uh, it, around like from middle school to like my first year of college, I lost three close friends. Wow. Which is great. And I didn't realize until I wrote this down that two of them had the same last name Kerrigan one was Chris Kerrigan one was Tom Kerrigan were they were they just separated and when you knew them yeah and I don't think they were related at all and huh. I and, and I never put I never noticed it until today and Chris we talked about him a couple weeks ago um he had gotten uh, killed when I was in middle school uh, he was shot by uh, another another kid I knew uh, oh they like take him out back right yeah well, there was a uh, they were playing uh Cops and drug dealers with a mattress, and, and he tied him and he tied him to a tree and he shot him in the head. Oh my god! Yes, um, but but Chris was like the coolest kid in school, and that was like right when I left uh, Catholic school and went to public school, and he was like the first cool kid to like tell me it was like you know like hang out with me and talk to me and you know enjoy my company and so it was uh, he was very important to like my development as a human yeah and then there was the other guy who passed away in high school when i was a junior in high school uh we were buddies his name was jerry air and um he died during surgery what yeah he was uh he he had he was trying he had like a spine thing and then they he had he was allergic to um an anesthesia that they didn't know he was allergic to and they gave it to him and he died. Oh my god, that's yeah. so scary. It's very scary. Well, at least he died in surgery and not like in a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah, not tied to a fucking tree. Right. Um and then uh my other friend Tom Kerrigan, he actually died um of an overdose. And uh he was he he was an interesting human being. Uh Jerry, let me go back to Jerry real quick. Jerry taught me, we were in theater together and I kind of taught him how to be like a comedic actor. And then he taught me how to like talk to women, okay. uh, which was great because he was beautiful. Women loved him. You know, he was great. And then, but it was, uh, he taught me that um, basically talking to women is listening and responding. And legitimately, like intaking the knowledge, and then legit, and like you know, and, and he died, and then honestly responding, yes, he died. Yes, oh, <laughs> come on, God, come on, jeez, Louise, at least make him live long enough to say that story to more men. Well, I put it on a podcast. Okay, so. thank you, Ed. <laughs> and I always give that advice out when I'm talking to a youngster who doesn't know how to talk to ladies. Um, and Tom, though, he. Uh, um, he's interesting because he was like the most handsome guy in school, the coolest guy in school, but he was kind of a fucking dick. And we were in student council together and he was like, he was like in this like bully mode or whatever. And he poured like uh, some glitter in my hair. Oh. And I was just like, you motherfucker. And so like I got him back and I poured some glitter in his hair. And then later on during lunch, he poured the entire bottle of glitter in my hair. Whoa. And then uh, we started uh, fighting and, uh, you know, pushing each other, like wrestling. And then it got broken up before like a real fight broke out and it was wow. in the middle of the cafeteria. And then um, I, I don't know what possessed me to do this, but like. When we like made up, I was like, you know, because I he was very athletic and I was real into football and I was trying to get back into football at the time. And so uh we, we became workout partners and we just started going to the gym together and then like became like 
best buds like out of nowhere. That's great. Yeah. All over glitter. All over. Is that why you hate glitter? Because we were at the yes. Lizzo concert and they were like, do you want a glitter shot for $1? And you're like, no, get a glitter shot. No glitter <laughs> That's exactly shot. Like glitter. It was in my hair for like two weeks. Yeah. Glitter is gay sand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, um, I recently lost my cousin Corinne and she was, uh, she was, she was a very cool lady and uh, a lot of fun to hang out with. And I'm, uh, I'm sorry not to see her around anymore, but I get to hang out with her kids a lot. And well, not a lot, but we talk and they're both the sweetest and uh, very hard workers, and I'm glad that they're a part of my life. Oh, and Bunky, my great dog, but my Irish setter dog, Bunky, she loved eating lizards, and they loved making her throw up. Oh, you got to put a lizard on her altar. Yeah, Bunky gets a lizard, for sure. There you yeah. go. <laughs> oh, man, it's been emotional. I'm glad we did this. It's weird to do this on Halloween. You're supposed to wait, but um, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, I, I kept reading that like Halloween is not the same as De Los, uh, as Day of the Dead. Yes, they're like two different things. But you know, this is the time we had to record it. Yeah, I know absolutely. Yeah, and, and the episode's gonna come out uh, later. They do say that you can celebrate it the whole week from October thirtieth to November sixth. So if this comes out on the third, feel free to build your altar. Yeah. Um. If the you know, or maybe you uh, you're not you you're not Mexican or Catholic, and you want to build an altar. Uh, to remember people around Christmas or Easter and your uh, or whenever the fuck you're you know yeah. like or the summer solstice. And you if know? you're if you're afraid of necromania, because I keep feeling of like necrophilia, which is like fucking the dead, mm -hmm. but necromania is talking to the dead. Yes. If you don't like that, write in and tell us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you don't like, or if you do like it, go ahead. My my aunt Patty, um, uh, she she fancies she likes to think she's a medium. Uh, but her breasts are an extra large. <laughs> All right, there we go. That's yeah, a fun yeah. joke to end the show. I uh, love you guys. Um, you know, it, it, just be good to yourselves. Talk to your families, or you know, talk. And if you and if you don't have a good relationship with your family, talk to the other people you love in your life. Uh, and if you don't got any of them, uh, message me, and I'll get to it when I can. Instagram: Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes, The Brighter Side, LPN on X. Um, it's at Amber Smelson at uh, Brighter Side LPN. Uh, what's going on, on your Patreon these days, Amber? Uh, Amber Smelson is a way to support me as an artist. Yeah, and I, I got mine over at uh, patreon.com slash Tunes. Um, I just put some uh, I just put a Halloween playlist up last night. Uh, but I made that available for everybody, uh, not just my patrons, but it's only on my Patreon. So if you want to go and check out the Patreon and not join, you can become a free member and check out this free post. There's a, just some spooky music for Halloween. There's a couple shitty songs in there, but they make me laugh. And so uh, sit through them or skip ahead. Um, also, I put I bootlegged a concert and I put it on there, Joe Pug. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so that that's kind of cool. So check that out. Um, I make playlists for people, 50 bucks a pop. You want to buy someone and someone's a fan and they want a, an Ed Larson playlist, uh, go ahead and hit me up and tell me a little bit about them and I'll make them a playlist. Amber Smelson on Twitch. Make sure you go to that channel. That's always a fucking treat. Have you switched your day? Do you still do Friday? Uh we didn't do Friday last week because we had a meeting. That's we had a right. meeting with our roommates. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm going to switch it to Sunday. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, Sunday afternoon. Say like 2 o'clock. We think 2 or 4. Uh, I'd say... Uh, 3. 3. 3 o'clock on Sunday. Yes. What's the difference? And if you got plans, move it. Okay. You know, it's, just, it's how it goes. Um, also, you want to... Brighter Side Live is going to be on Twitch on... Uh, December 8th, that's going to be on Wednesday, so make sure you check that out. Um, that'll be at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the LPN Twitch channel, and keep an eye for a Hoopa Goo Goo game coming out later this month. Uh, I'm going to be performing some stand-up with Jeff Ross. I told you I'm going to be in New York this weekend, but on November 17th and 18th, I'm going to be at the Brea Improv, and on December 8th and 9th, the Rinker Playhouse in West Palm Beach. Come check that out. Um, and uh, someplace underneath. I mean, it's unbelievable podcast. Oh, thank it you. It really needs to exist. Um, talk talk about the, uh, you know, the and a friend of a show. Uh, <laughs> We're actually going to be talking about the border, like children at the border. Oh, my God. Because I, I know this episode is like very Mexico heavy. Yes. When are you doing that? Uh, we are recording Thursday morning. Should be out Friday afternoon. Okay, let's talk because I was there and I saw some. I like I I like saw a pregnant woman in handcuffs. Wow. Well, if you come tonight, yeah, we'll talk to yeah, Natalie. Let's talk definitely. Um, 
the uh, sticker giveaway is happening. Um, it's uh, you go ahead and send us a self-addressed stamped envelope to the brighter side, care of LPM PO Box four seven zero, North Hollywood, California nine one six zero three. Thank you so much to April, Madeline, Ryan, and Maddie for all the work you do on our show and taking us out today. I'm gonna let this one play because we own this song. Doug Austin, um, he. When, uh, when my mom died and he heard I was making a movie about her, uh, I didn't ask. He just sent me a song. And we put him in a studio, and we locked it down and it became the theme to my movie. And here it is. It's called Kathy's Song by Doug Austin. Mama, won't you give me a little smile? It's been dark here for a while. You're glowing love warm embrace what I wouldn't give just to see your face see your face see your face mama can I have some of your empathy the world ain't what it ought to be you're glowing love warm embrace what I wouldn't give just to see your face, see your face, see your face. Peanut butter cups, glass of orange juice, cleaning out the old garage and eating too much food. Mama won't shine your light for me. They can't take that from me. You're glowing love, warm embrace. What I wouldn't give just to see your face. See your face. See your face. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.